Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. 3HL. Powered by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. With Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, and Ron Slay. Boy, that was enthusiastic. It was enthusiastic. <laughs> like Mr. Enthusiastic might call in tomorrow on Mac Talk. I don't know. In the meantime. In between time. Peace. Ron Slay's here. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Boom. Hey, I'm in the building. 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 Turn back into Joe. Don't be Joe. Be home. <laughs> All because I played hard to say goodbye. I hate this song. On here. I it's really a, don't even like listening. It's just sad it's a sad song. song. It makes like, you think of funerals. Yeah, like, oh, man, nobody want to hear that mess. Because people play that song at funerals. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of what we're at right now? No. Oh, jeez, hunk. No, dude. Six games in. They were two and four and then got the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, they had a I completely different roster. Perfect time I, for I the get basketball. it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> man. It's all right. I'm just, you know, peeing what? on your positivity here. Yeah, you are. When the going gets tough, what do y'all do? Pee on your positivity. <laughs> Stand up and fight. For your right, right. To party. To change your quarterback. Uh, still no news on Ryan Tannehill. Um, Coach said it'll be one of those two guys if Ryan can't go. Talking about Will Levis and <laughs> yeah, Malik no Willis. Kidding. Uh, if he can go, Ryan's our quarterback, he said. He won't probably won't throw this week though. He said that's cool. He also dropped an S bomb, which we had to dump. We had to dump the head coach in his own press conference. Sometimes you got to you know, just get it out, man. This is a vent. See, sometimes these are venting sessions. Like you know what I mean? What? Like really not that answer. What? Uh, where were the Titans when they replaced Mariota with Tannehill? That's a good question. Do you remember? Wasn't this their record? It was. Let me look. That's a great question. They did it in the middle of the Denver game. Huh? Efforting. Hmm. 615-737-1045. Uh, they were 2-3 and three going into the Denver game, and then they eventually lost the well, Denver game. Yeah, so they, they ended were... up being 2-4. and four. Good you, Babs. Right mm-hmm. down. Huh. Mm. So 2-3 and three going into that game. They were playing awful offensively. Tannehill came out, came in and played well, if I remember correctly, and they just couldn't couldn't get over the hump in that one, mm-hmm. and then played well for a year and a half. Number two rated quarterback in the NFL over that time period. Mm. Interesting. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Kenneth in Nashville. Kenneth, what's up? Hey man, what's going on, man? You tell me. Look here, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. 
Do you all remember that mess that Houston had down there with Bill O'Brien? Mm-hmm. Brable come from that mess. I'm not saying fire Brable. I'm saying Brable has too much power. Let Carton do his thing, man. Let him bring in his people. Let him bring in his personnel. Let him bring the players in. Brable coaches. He's a good motivator. He can get players to play. Let Carthorn be over the personnel and bring the players in. I don't, I don't think that's, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I like. I, I can. I mean, that that's that's fine with me. I I can agree with that. That's that's cool. I think that's what. So it was a couple of more people in the chat and things of that nature talking that way. Um, I think that's where we are. I think when you, when people are saying like it's the Titans front office, it's the manager, and it's the scouting. Okay, that's cool. The change has been made, but you got to give. Brable has a say, though. Yeah, he does. But that's what I'm saying. But you still got to give it time to, like, Rand ain't gonna change it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, franchises don't get built like that. Not when you start. I mean, he from, can only do what he can do. Not the way he's starting from what J. Rob left it with the draft picks and uh, etc. Right. You know All, what I'm saying? And and with the AJ Brown. Like that's huge. Trade. You know I what mean, I'm saying? So yeah. Oh. It just, you look back on that and, oof. Yeah. Yeah, you give the opportunity. Um, I, thank I, you, Ken. I, 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 I can agree yeah, with that thanks. on that. Although you can that. also point out, I mean, the offensive line needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they addressed it with backups from other teams, and it has Outside not worked. Outside of Correct. So they trying. I mean, like, who who was available? That's what, that's what I think we got left with. I, I who agree. Who was available? I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, who look, was there's a reason get? that those those guys go immediately in the first round because good offensive linemen that are 10-year guys are hard to come yep. by. Absolutely. So you have to go get collateral. You got to do what you got to do to make trades. You got you to put somebody on the chopping block. You got to do that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> few and far between right now. And that, I, that's not only on the Titans team. That's on teams across the league, you know what I'm saying, as far as depth at the offensive line position. Y'all want some stats that are pretty uh, pretty glaring in terms of what they do when they win and what they do when they lose? Bring it yes. on. I'll go to red zone and third down. Okay. Red zone and third down. All right, red That's zone. That's where you win and lose games. That's where you win and lose games. Red zone, in the two wins, they are 5 of 8 getting touchdowns in the red zone. 5 of 8, 62.5%. In the four losses, 2 for 13 15.3%. So in the wins, 62.5%. In the losses, 15.3%. Third down. In the two wins, 14 of 26, 54% conversion rate on third down. In the four losses, 10 for 45, mm. 22%. So in the two wins, they've actually been able to uh, have success on third down four more times than they did in the four losses, twice mm. the amount of games. Those are two glaring numbers to me. Do well on third down and red zone, you win. Right? True. So how do you do that? Uh, do well. The, the head coach keeps talking about needing third and short. They wanted third and short so bad, they almost dropped an F-bomb. They screwed up second down and short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to get there, third down and short. There were four different times where they had – second down and short, and they ran the ball all four times and got it once and left themselves with third and short. 
and then there was an interception. There was one conversion, two non-conversions. Yeah, it's, it's, but here, here's the thing. This is where I was going real quick. Okay. What is the best thing that Ryan Tannehill does? And better than almost anyone in the league, play, play action, action pass. Mm-hmm. Why would you not play action pass on second down and short? You can come down, You can come back and have your damn third down and short that you want so bad if you throw an incomplete pass. But right there, you have the defense guessing. On third and four, third and three, third and two, they know you're throwing the ball. Frustration. Mm-hmm. So do you put that on Tim Kelly and play calling? Do do you put some of this yeah. struggle on on Tim Kelly in Unless, play calling? How how much how much does Vrabel have into the offense? Like how much is he on that headset going? Hey, run the ball here. I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, at the also, end of the day, you still have Derrick Henry, and, I, and, and it's third and short, and he's not in there. I was going to say too. How much of it is trying to keep him happy as well? Also, I'm going to look. Defense played well enough for them to win that game again. Yeah, but. Where's the best defense in the NFL? On the West Coast. Nope, Cleveland. No, that's nasty. Cleveland that's is the best defense. defense in the NFL. Yeah. Who's running that defense? Said, yeah. We said, I, you said it last week. You want to know something about Cleveland? For no. five weeks, the Cleveland Browns <laughs> have given up the fewest yards of any team since 1971. The Colts in 1971. The The Cleveland Browns through five games have given up 1,002 yards. That's it. <laughs> Listen, I, Shane Bowen's great, whatever. But, like, you had you had a guy right there. They got a contest for stuff like that. It's called a good guy contest. They don't even win awards. Right, and it's not like Shane Bowen's the worst guy in the league. But I'm saying, like, you've got the best guy in the league over there, and you had him on your staff. Slate's got that look today. <laughs> you know, that look. You know, he's got that look. Uh, coming coming up next, we've got uh, Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans. <laughs> we'll continue to talk. I will say this about Mike visiting with us. We always usually feel better after yes. talking with him, and he's going to be in studio. We got him right here. Right here, right now. Thank you, Jesus Jones. We'll be right back, 104. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Don Davenport, Ron Slay is here as well. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans in here. 
the Vaught, voice of the Titans. How was the trip? It was an excellent trip. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. E- excellent trip. Uh, we had a very nice time, other than about three hours and ten minutes yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, now we're back and, and getting ready for the Mike Vrabel Show, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans, tonight at 6 o'clock. That should be fun. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's mm. some things about your job that I'm glad you have, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that we well, do not envy. <laughs> I mean... You know, I'll say this about Vrabel. One of the things I've always appreciated him is he does not he does not take things out on people that he works with. No, you're right. And when we do television, when we do the radio show, whatever, uh, he's he's not about that. And that's a professionalism that he has that I think carries over to his football team, which gets them through difficult times. Have there been other coaches you've worked with that? Maybe you wouldn't say that. There, I mean, certainly, there. I've worked with a variety of coaches over the years in uh, in a variety of roles, and yes, there were coaches that did. And I think the panic comes across to the coaches and the players, right? I it, mean, I mean, that, it's a it was a it's a big deal. Panic is never a word that I think when I hear him talk about anything. No, and that's I a think, great point. I think people have to understand about him that he keeps that clarity. He can often be more difficult after a win uh, than than he is because he's always searching to keep an edge in a certain way. That's an interesting thing. But yeah. but his whole thing is, I mean, he's not going to go after a bunch of people. The, the thing about Vrabel is it doesn't change. It's It's not like you come in after a win or a loss and he's read a book or – found a good saying, or now we're going to do something different. I I mean, you meet people in life like that, that they're like, oh, I've discovered this, and now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to be really tough and not talk to you anymore, and there's going to be a different strategy, and, you know, we've got a guru we're going to bring in. Frable's not bringing in a guru. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, but you're in coach. – I've been around coaches over the years in a variety of sports who change as the wind blows. And it affects it affects your football team, it affects your basketball team, it affects your golf team, it, yep. whatever it is. There are leaders in life like that. I absolutely. Mean, we all come that across they, people that like they, that. And they are not good head coaches. Yeah. They are not good head coaches. Now, sometimes do they need to turn up the amp a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Do, does, does a chair get kicked occasionally? Of course it yeah. does. I mean, that... That happens. There is a place for that. It doesn't mean that you're just like, oh, let me give you a hug. It's okay. No. It but it's a it's a consistency in the overall communication that gives you a chance to be successful. Uh let me hit you with a couple of stats. I brought this up earlier in the show, but I wanna I wanna get your take. Um red zone and third down. Okay. Two things. In the wins, in the red zone, five of eight touchdowns, sixty two point five percent, and the losses two of thirteen, fifteen point three percent. Dang. I mean, that's right. Yep. Uh, re- uh, third down in the win- two wins, 14 conversions out of 26 attempts, 54 percent in the losses, uh, double the games, 10 conversions, 45 attempts, 22 percent. Well, Those the are only, two very telling stats. And the only third down conversion yesterday was on the Tajay Spears screen. That's right. So for 58 minutes, they great play call too. That, it was a great play call mm-hmm. for 58 minutes. They did not convert a third down. Oh. And you, you and so what it amounts to is the Ravens 
convert eight third downs. They end up with 70 plays. The Titans end up with 46 plays. So time of possession is one thing. But the number of plays is such a big deal based on the fact that, I mean, how are you going to get Derrick Henry as 25 carries? Right. Mm-hmm. You're not if you're only getting 46 plays. And what that comes down to is third down defense and third down offense. And they can't, at, at this point, they're not able to gain any rhythm or any traction. And because they're kicking so many field goals, they're behind. And that's, yeah. and that's what it comes down to. So a lot of Titans fans, um, and I'm I'm married to one of the biggest, so I I get to hear the uh, fans' perspective. You know, at seven a.m. in the morning when he's like, "Okay, so I was just thinking," you know, but so you're getting the theories, huh? Oh, oh, it's yeah. good. Well, it's like good. it's like eleven o'clock yeah. at night and seven o'clock in the morning. Like yes. it's, <laughs> it's nonstop. It's nonstop. Twenty five years ago, twenty five years ago, we were just glad anybody was interested. So, <laughs> so I keep it in yeah. perspective. Travis Harder is. Yes. Right there. Oh right. my gosh. <laughs> but but one of the things that he harps on too is is you know what is this Titans offensive identity? Mm-hmm. What is it? Because we don't know and what do they need it to be? Well, I think you've seen it in the wins, the 27 points. Um you you've seen that they want to move the ball around, they want to involve a lot of people. They certainly want Derrick Henry to be a big part of it because what what you want to get to now in in where they'd like to be is he's essentially Mariano Rivera. In the second half, he's he they want you to they want him to beat the other team to death. Mm-hmm. You know that's the whole idea. We saw it in the Cincinnati game. It's like okay, now we're going to hand it to Derrick Henry, and this game's over because Joe Burrow's not going to get the ball back. And at this point. Because they fall behind, and because you know the the concept of the Derrick Henry run was beautiful. The two backs on the field at the same time they mm-hmm. they fake the the pitch. Three different Ravens stop mm-hmm. and go with Tajay, and there Derrick's able to cut it up for a sixty three yard run. So I mean they're scheming up good things. I I think the play calling is just fine. I I don't I don't get the you know the 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 play calling as the big issue. I think it's just you don't catch a pass. You run the wrong route. The ball's short twice for whatever reason. Quarterback you, misses a, right. a throw where you he's get, open. You yeah. get a penalty when you had a 14-yard gain for a first down. You had it. You had it. And and then, you, you know, you give it back. Um, but where they are at this moment, you know, it's like when Nick Westbrook Akine is unable to make the catch in the end zone. Wouldn't have been easy, but he's unable to make the catch in the end zone. Or the three guys on the long plays, talking about the run by Henry, the screen pass to Spears, and then the interception return for Murphy Bunting. When they're not able to get in the end zone, right now it's just a tough thing. And they can't build any momentum or any confidence. And, you know, right now... I don't want to say they're playing tight, but it feels like they're playing tight because everybody feels like they have to be like perfect. Yeah. Right. That's a great point, yeah. Uh, I was looking and now you have an injured quarterback on top of it. You do? Yeah. That's, yeah. A little icing on the cake right there. Um, I was looking at the defense, Mike, and you could always walk away from a Titans game. And I said this like two weeks ago. You walk away from a Titans game and you're just like, ah, offense, that we're going to get it. You know, that old line going to come together. We need everybody healthy, this, that, and other. We've never had to deal with in the last two years, even with all the injuries, 
the defense not being able to get takeaways, being able to get to the quarterback. They are getting stops and holding mm-hmm. people to three. So salute to that. But it just felt that they were imposing their will, and you don't feel that mm-hmm. right now from the defense. Is is that more of, like you said, people trying to do things perfect, trying to make that play so you find yourself out of whack a little bit? Or does that go to, like it's a new, you almost got a new style of coaching there, the same way you have with Tim Kelly. You know what I'm saying? You have Shane Bowen right there on his own. You know what I'm saying? You don't have Swartz. You have Swartz in Cleveland now, and you see that. But do you? what do you think is missing from that defense? Of course you got new pieces. You know, you got guys trying to get back. You know, I, I mean, trying to get back. You haven't, got, you haven't gotten to the quarterback enough. Right. That's true. Um, you haven't had T.R. Tart. You haven't had Tart, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're in a situation where Indianapolis – gashed you yes now that didn't happen yesterday right Right. and so i I mean i think they pardon the pun they tightened that up quite well and you're dealing with a guy in lamar jackson that i mean if if you if you storm the castle with lamar jackson and you don't get him yeah huge problem yes (laughs) so you have to play a little defensive because you don't want him to take it 80 yards. I mean, right. you remember the playoff game here at the end of the 2020 season. They've got him. I mean, they've they've handled him the whole first half, and they've Bro. got him trapped, and he breaks a 49-yard mm-hmm. run and the game's t- for a touchdown, and the yep. game's totally different. Yep. So I think there are different situations that you're in. The, the biggest issue right now, if you listen to Vrabel, is they're not getting the quarterback enough just rushing the passer right. with four. Right. And they've got to be better – at that, and I think they can be better. They're they're only giving up nineteen and a half points a game. Yeah, that ought to be good enough at this point for four and two, especially the quarterbacks they played against. Right, you know what I mean. Right. The head coach made a point today to to say that they haven't gotten to the quarterback the last two right. games. Like, and they touched the quarterback three times. You can't cause turnovers that way. You can't, and and you've got to get to him with a a normal rush, and then occasionally you send Roger McCrary and he flushes the guy out of the pot. Roger had another good rush yesterday where he flushed flushed Jackson, and he's got two sacks, and I think they're using him very effectively. There are guys individually, like McCrary, who I think are playing well. And that was some of what Vrabel talked about in the press conference, too. It's not all throw the baby out with the Mm bathwater at this point, and He's got to be the one that hangs on to that and keeps the team saying, look, if we keep doing these things, then, and we add these other things, we can be successful. I mean, because outside of the Cleveland game, where they didn't play well and they got dominated by what I think is the best defense in the NFL. It is. And historically, right now, they're one of the best defenses through five games in NFL history, dating back to 19. 71. 71. Yeah. yeah, the Colts, they've they've allowed fewer yards than the 85 they, Bears. They the are Ravens giving up D, like, they are giving up 200.4 yards per game through 5 games. Isn't that crazy? It's totally crazy. Wow. And he's not doing a lot of gimmicking with that. Well, he never does. Either. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, he's yeah. got guys. Likes to play man defense. I mean, that's that's what the Ravens did 20 something years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget talking to Mike Heimerdinger. I went up to him after a practice in 2000 and I said can you tell me? I said, obviously, I'm not a coach. I said, can you tell me what they do? He says, they do nothing. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> he said, they are so good. He said, nobody can move them. They rush four guys. They cover. 
they tackle. When they get you, they get you on the ground. Yeah. So if it's going to be a seven-yard gain, that's it. There, there will be no missed tackle, and it's a 20-yard gain. Everything is hard, and that's the way Cleveland is right now. They kept showing highlights of that game where uh, Cleveland was moving the line of scrimmage on San Francisco, which no one's right. done. Right. And they, they and would Brock pause Purdy it. looked like a guy. Yeah, yes, and they would did. pause it like a couple seconds in, and they would move the line of scrimmage. On one play, it was six yards. Oh, they're, yeah. They're they pretty after you. They're pretty nasty. And, you know, that was some of what Vrabel had to think about after that game is you said, okay, that, that really was not good. But was it not good because we're not that good or they're really yeah. that different and they really are that different? Doesn't mean the Titans didn't make tweaks and mm-hmm. didn't want to make improvements, but you have to, you know, you have to kind of keep that in mind. So what do you get to, I guess we need to talk about Tannehill. So Malik Willis to me looked like Malik Willis of last year, which is a concerning thing for me. How much of that is getting thrown into something against that defense that's so good? Uh, do you think we get to see Will Levis some? Like, wh- where are we going with this? Well, we'll see where Tannehill is, and the bye comes at a good time, and you, yep. have, and you have to hope it helps. Um, Willis was thrown into a difficult situation, yes, but he had a big chance to put a stamp on something. He had, he had a big opportunity right there, and he was not able to do that. You know, he was not able to rip them back to a win and and you say, oh my goodness, look at this, you know. Um, I think he's still in it and and I think he's going to have opportunity. I mean, Levis is is healthy now, has been practicing, has been working, and I guess we'll really see what they think internally about the two at this point. You know, it wasn't an issue until now and and now it certainly is wondering, you know, do you go ahead and play the kid? And you do have time to get him ready. You know, that's that's one thing you ask yourself in a in college situation or pro situation with the bye week, you have time to get him ready. Or you have more time to give Malik Willis the full game plan, give him the full opportunity based on the fact that he's not going in down 21 to 13 to the Baltimore Ravens in London. I think... Some Titans fans have forgotten, too, that Levis did. Because, you know, if you're a a fan, you look at Malik as the number two. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, why hasn't Levis won the the number two job yet? But I think people forget that he had the injury. He had the injury. So refresh us. So he just doesn't get the reps. Now, they're finding him reps in different ways. And he's getting a lot of work, and they've been very intentional about getting him the work. And now, you know, he's certainly splitting some scout team reps and, and other opportunities. But where he lost is he lost the opportunity to run the Titans offense for the last three weeks of of the preseason. Of and the that's two, huge. It's huge. It, it's the whole... It's a, it's a lot of the reason that, you know, there was a lot of talk certainly about Hendon Hooker or Will Levis. The Titans needed somebody who could come in and would have the opportunity to have the whole offseason to work on their offense. And unfortunately for Hendon, that's, that's, he's not going to get that opportunity at all for Detroit. Now, he's mm-hmm. probably going to start practicing soon, but... He will not have, he's been in meetings, I get that, but the opportunity to run and call your offense is a big deal. The backup quarterback in a pro practice rarely takes a rep with the first-team offense 
In the preseason, they do. Mm -hmm. In many camps, they do. In OTAs, they do. And that's where you get it. Now, Levis had had all of that, and then he was going to have the two preseason games in the last week of the preseason to compete against Malik. Well, he lost that. And so at that point, he fell behind, and there was no real reason to make a change. And that's and that's where we are now. Now, he's he's gotten a lot of meeting time. He He certainly would have to do some things to step forward and show that he could do it. And he's better off after six weeks of being around it and having the majority of the offseason around it, too. And so you're going to get a better idea of where he really is through the course of this year than, unfortunately, Detroit will get with Hendon. Hendon's taken a red shirt. And Dan Campbell said that up front. The Titans, because of their quarterback situation, knowing that Tannehill was going into the last year of a contract, had to get somebody that they could take a look at, even just internally now. And that was the reason they stepped up and made the pick at 33. And that and that being said, this bye week is huge yeah. for, and, and even looking towards the future, you know what I mean, for this Titans franchise, because you got to know if you've got the guy. Well, you do, because if you don't feel like you do in one of those two, You'd love it for it to be both. You'd love to say, man, we've we've right. got our one and our two one way or the other for the next three years. Exactly. And we, and we go on. If you don't, then you got to go get another one. Yeah. I mean, you if listen, if you don't have a guy at that position, I mean, you just don't. Yeah. And, and if you don't, it ain't good. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're going to win a championship with a point guard. You you win a championship with the championship quarterback, with a dude, and, yeah, and and you can have. Some, I mean, Tannehill certainly has had uh, skill sets and opportunities at times. I mean, in twenty twenty, he accounted for forty touchdowns. I mean, yeah. he he's gotten on rolls like that, and we see quarterbacks get on rolls like that who have that kind of physical talent. But you know, he he's never just been a caretaker like some teams think. Well, we'll play with this guy and try to get through and. You know, it's like, mm-mm. No. You need a playmaker, especially in this game today. That is exactly right. Because people can talk about Trent Dilfer or whatever. The game was different back then, you know? Well, and he's playing with a historically great defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that well, doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> great point. Right. That doesn't work <laughs> not <him>. today. That, <laughs> do, that Not in this game because yeah. rules of, have changed. the rules have changed. The quarterbacks have changed with where offenses are. And Lamar Jackson made three or four plays that nobody else can make. And the, the touchdown pass to Flowers, perfectly defensed. Yeah. Perfectly defensed. And yet they don't get enough pressure on him, and he's able to, you know, carry it out eight seconds. With Harold Landry on it. With Harold Landry. Well, but but he was covered. He was covered they, they initially, had, yes. They had everything. You're right. But then, I mean, that wasn't Zay Flowers that made the play. That was Lamar Jackson was. that made the play. And that's the difference in the ball game. You uh, able to stay one more? One more. All right. Uh, Don, do you have a question when we come back? I do, because guess what else you can't win without? A decent offensive line. So I want to get Mike Keith's take on that. Uh... I think he's shocked that the offensive line came up in this conversation. <laughs> Stunned. Stunned. Yes. Are you sure you want to stay now? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Brandle Show coming up at 6 o'clock. Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans in studio with us. More next. 3HL 104.5 The Zone. I get those goosebumps every time. 
I need the Hyman. Throw that to the side. We got 1045 is over at Dorney. I'm going to play with you. Rangers 5, Astros 1, fourth inning. Slay Dog had it. Hey, man, the Paul Slay something else, man, out here in these streets. You want to know something? What? I don't want to waste Mike Key's time, but that little sack in the end zone in the Patriots game cost me big. Heard you, huh? <laughs> hey, well, better do that sometime. In a, in a little bitty parlay that I had, I only needed that one piece to go mm-hmm. plus the three, and that sack at the uh, last play of the game. Don't. In the I, thought, I thought Don had a question. <laughs> yes, Don does have a question. <laughs> <laughs> question. Mike, he's voice in the studio. I get away from the ADD part of the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you yeah. go. Hey, do you see my pain? I, what are you uh, talking about? I feel it. <laughs> so, squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. I hate those space <laughs> uniforms. Anyway. I did. I wanted to talk. Talk about the the offensive line. Nicholas Petit Frere, obviously, and, and I'm not making excuses for him, but you know, obviously he's thrown in this game right. uh at, at left tackle and you know hasn't played meaningful football at all and wasn't even around in the building. Now it's his own fault, but wasn't in the building for a while. Mm-hmm. I thought he did okay. They ran, I mean, they ran to his side, a couple times had some success. It's hard to judge. Yeah, it's hard to judge the end of the game, and the because mm-hmm. things were so. I mean, they were they were just coming with pressure, and you know they had and Malik well, didn't get rid of the and ball. They had, yeah, and they had a tough <laughs> and Malik's in a tough spot, and I mean that's just hard to judge. I thought he, I thought he did fine. He's a fighter. Yeah, I mean he's a lot like Brunskill and and Brewer. He's a scrapper for a big guy. He is a scrapper and. That's why they put him in there was to go fight somebody. And, and I don't mean literally fist fight. I mean, just right. to, to get after him and get physical, get physical. And I mean, it's what we saw, you know, Raiden's to his credit, did the same thing when they threw him in there is mm-hmm. they they like that attitude, just bringing it. And then Skaronsky's come back and he's got the same sort of thing. Every draft expert said coming out of Ohio State, he is not a left tackle. Mm. That's not what he does he's really a right tackle if he stays in this role then what you're going to see is you're going to see a guy who's just going to be fighting it's probably not going to be pretty it may not work all the time but you know at this point you wouldn't want to flop he and hubbard for example because he and hubbard and brunskill have something good that they're working together okay so that their, chemistry their chemistry the communication they're on the same page, and you wouldn't want to mess that up. So if Nick's going to play, it's probably going to be at left tackle where he's not at his best, but you're going to get all you all you can out of him. Okay. You you might tell me I'm crazy. No. Or tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, again? <laughs> <laughs> Skaronsky. Yes. I, I said from the get-go I wanted him at left tackle, okay. right? That's where he, he played. He, I know. He played in college, right? Would you consider making that move this year? No. Okay, tell me why. If I'm going to do that, I would do that in the offseason. Okay. Because I think he's set. I mean, he looks fantastic. I know. Playing that role. And I'm like, what if he looks fantastic at well, left and tackle, and he, Mike? And he, <laughs> and he might, but they, they put him in a spot. They've left him there. I think that's good coaching. This is really what he's physically suited to do. He is a really good guard mm-hmm. as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 
you see the block he puts on on the Derrick Henry 15-yard touchdown run, mm-hmm. and you just understand the way he moves. He gets out on screens. Like Brewer, he gets down the field. I, I don't. I don't mess with that because I think you've got a you've got a good answer there. Okay. On, on that run, he slipped and fell, and got back up and, and back still up. made the block. Like sure when you talking about fight, like that dude, he was he was out. Yeah, he's a really <laughs> just getting back. Yeah, he's such a good different player. man. And, and it, that was why you know when they got to eleven, we're on Titans Radio. And we're like they're picking this guy. Yeah, I mean you just. You don't pass this guy up because all he's going to do is play for you 15 years yeah. and make yeah. 10 pro I know. Bowls I was surprised he was there. They were, too. Yeah. They, they were, too, because they they had really, I think, probably considered more Darnell Wright. What would we do mm-hmm. with Darnell Wright? Or they might have taken Levis there. Mm-hmm. You know, but they couldn't pass up Peter Skaronsky because he's that kind of player. And, you know, that's that's not a problem. No, and, and I, listen, he gets beat every once in a while. I mean, he's not super. Everybody guard. does, yeah, in but, this league, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but well, because of the guys super that you're guard, playing, playing against, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, that's true. So what what will they do in the off week? Because we've talked with former players like Keith Bullock w- w- talked about a year where they were struggling at the bye, and he said he was basically in the locker room going, "Hey, man, I'm going to South Beach. Who's coming?" Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them did, and they came back and rolled off a lot of wins because they kind of cleared their head. What what is the schedule? Well, I, I'm actually going to South Beach. Uh, <laughs> who's coming with me? All the Titans radio guys are going to South Beach. I took you as a South Beach guy. Yeah, but. Well, thank you, thank you so much. No, I mean, I think you're gonna you're gonna work on some stuff, but I think it's more about the coaches and the personnel folks figuring out what the tweaks are to do certain. I, I guess where I was going was, can you ask certain players to stay? Like can you, if you're go- Malik Willis and Will Levis, hey, I need you here. I do th- what you want. No, but I, no because you the, can't. No, because of, of the CBA. Yeah, the CBA. I think they get four days off, four okay. consecutive days off, and that's a good rule. Yeah, I mean, th- they need it. Yeah, well, it's it's just like we have jobs, and we we love our jobs, and our jobs are fun. But every once in a while, you've got to go to the mountains or go to the mm-hmm. beach or go do something else just to I'm just close. to get away from your job. And that's the part of it that people don't see unless they're on the inside with these guys is that they, they're they there at 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're there until 5 o'clock at night. And, and I know they're well paid, but they're just human beings like we are. They've got to they've take the kids to Disney. Yeah, they, you, you know, the, the, you know you go. Yep. go ride the roller coasters at Dollywood or whatever. Go on, see yeah. mom in Wisconsin or wherever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Or go to South Beach, <laughs> Wisconsin, South Beach. Got a couple of Very simple. The, Dell, the Dells of Wisconsin, South Beach. Very simple. By the way, I know you're a big college football fan. Did you watch any of the uh, Wisconsin Iowa game? That was uh, that was something. A lot of punting. <laughs> if you like, if you like the kicking game, it was the Johnny Majors Classic. <laughs> Pun on third down. <laughs> Pun on third down. Mike, appreciate the time, man. Thank okay. you for coming in studio. Um, the Mike Vrabel Show coming up at six. Six o'clock. We have, a, we have a pretty good show planned. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Sounds good. We'll Trying be, something different. We, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we'll be listening. Uh, the ultimate pro there. Mike Keith, the Thank voice you. of the Titans. All right, 5 o'clock hour coming up. More of your phone calls. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you. Chris Lowe coming up at 520. We'll talk some college football there. Tennessee, Alabama week. Ha! Bama, nine and a half point favorite. Yeah. 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 Good warm up with Jumbo and the gang. <laughs> good warm up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Guess what? Tennessee's number one rushing offense uh-huh. ran it down the throat of the number one running defense. Cooper Mays getting a little healthier coming up by week. 232 yards mm-hmm. on them. John Campbell looked a little different after the bye week. 3HL 104.5. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day, plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.